Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you hunt or fish Alabama or in the deep south, you know that it's different down here. Spawning seasons, patterns, food sources, they ain't the same down here as in other parts of the country. At Great Days Outdoors Magazine, Southern Outdoors writers pick the brains of the best Southern hunters and anglers and give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles, along with so much, much more. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern Outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Brian Sin. Thank you for joining us today. Man, what a great, what an exciting show we got today. We've got some really cool people to talk to today on the show. Some exciting news to share from the Auburn Fishing Team today and i'm not gonna spoil it i'm gonna wait i'm gonna let him tell you about it uh one of the members of the of the alabama of the auburn fishing team that's gonna be on the show but hey it's alabama it's hot but the fish still bite right so man i can't wait to see what guys out there are doing right now but for our first segment today we're gonna have a special segment today and i've been looking forward to this because this is some pretty exciting stuff. And this is, this is a buddy of mine. They, they've been in the outdoor industry for a while. But I, just let's just get to it. I'm going to let him tell you about it. Joe Lasseter, what's going on, my friend? Brian, man, I'm having a great day. I am blessed, sure enough. I love starting it off like that, man. Are we all blessed, that's for sure. So love to hear that. Well, I just want to start off, Joe, first of all, I know a lot of you guys out there aren't just anglers, but you're hunters as well. And and if you're a hunter, you've heard of hunter safety system. I mean, right here in Alabama is where they're based. It's the most unbelievable system for a, a tree stand harness that there is on the market. But this ain't a hunting show. This is a fishing show. So we're gonna talk about your we're gonna talk about your fishing product. So Joe, y'all started a new company. Am I correct in that? Yes, sir, we did. Started a new company called Angler's Best. And I'm, I will say, with hunting season coming up, make sure you check your stands, folks, because we want, we want you to stay safe at Hunter Safety System. But enough about Hunter Safety System. What I'm, ex- I'm really excited about is I'm a fisherman, too. I mean, I love to fish. I fish a lot of bass tournaments. I wish I could fish more, but pretty busy, and everybody knows how that goes. But Angler's Best, that's a new company that we come up with. We, um, Again, we all we love to fish here. The owners here, we're they're big fishermen, and I'm a big fisherman. We're always looking for ways to make fishing easier. How can we help out? And we had some ideas, and was like, guys, this is an opportunity. We've always wanted to get in the fishing market, and this is our opportunity. So we've come up with a couple good good ideas, and I think that the fishermen out there are really going to like. And trust me, I've we've been testing them for about two years now, trying to get them just like we want them. So we, we're bringing them out this year. Well, and it takes time, man, to, you know, to, to get from a, from an idea and a concept. Uh, and you guys know all about manufacturing. So y'all are kind of ahead of the, the, the curb and, and knowing how to get those kind of things done. But it still takes time, right? I mean, like you said, two years process. 
but you've got stuff on the market now. And, and guys, I'm on the website right now, and your website is www.anglersbest.com. So I'll urge everybody to go out there and, and give that a, and, and look that up and see these products yourself. But right now you've got two products that you've got on the market. And let's just start. I'm looking at the website, and the first one is I see a guy in a live well taking a, yep. a, a, a basically a net out of a live well. So let's talk about this product. Yep. What's it called? What's it for? It's called the live well, buddy. And it is so simple, but it's, it's so great. I mean, it's, you basically have a noodle and a net, which goes in your live well. And you put it in before you go fishing that day, and... It stays to the level. You raise your water level in your live well where you want it. And as you're sitting there catching crappie or bass or walleye, whatever you're catching, I love crappie fishing too. So crappie fishing, bluegill, all you do is open the live well, pitch them in. And what's the, let me ask you, bro, what's the worst thing about a great day of fishing? Let me tell it's getting them out of the live well. That's right. You're in there. You got a mess of crappie or bluegills worse. And you're trying to catch them, and you're getting thin, you're getting splashed, you're down on your knees, digging your arm down to your elbow, trying to catch that one in the corner. With the live well, buddy, I can take 40, 50 crappie out in five seconds. Just take it, pull it out. It fits any live well. It's designed, it, it bends in, and it fits any live well. If you've ever caught a good mess of crappie and put them in a live well, like you said, when you take them out, especially if you've got a good mess of fish, it's hard. You, you just about ain't going to be able to do it without getting finned. You're going to stick a fin in your hand exactly. and your back's going to be killing you by the time you catch them all. <laughs> yeah. And another good thing about it, if you're fishing from the bank, it's great. If you're fishing around your pond, kayak fishing, it's great for kayak fishing. And I have, we've tested this out too, as far as it doesn't have a top to it, but on the pond or kayak, I have yet to have a fish jump out. They, well, you just, they go down and how that net and how that net sort of it blows out at the bottom. They're touching the net all the time. They don't they don't come out. I have I say I had and I had a blue some bluegill fishing. I pitched in there sideways and they hit on their side and you know it's my fault. <laughs> but uh, it, it's real neat product. Well, you just brought up something on that that I hadn't thought about when I was first looking because I'm just focused on putting that in your live well and being able to get the fish out easy but i love and i I used to do it a lot more than i do now but man i i pond fished and wade fished be out there wading in a in a pond or or something at night and you're always like man you got to tie a stringer to your belt loop or something around your waist and then take it off every time (laughs) put the fish on and tie it back on there man you could just float this thing right next to you oh yeah Sure can. It's so simple, but it is so so such a good product, and we call it the live well buddy because it. I mean, it, it really is. It's a, it's, a, it's a buddy at the end of the day when you're trying to get your fish out of the live well. Well, as far as bass fishing too, I can see where if you were a tournament guy and you were culling, you were to the point where you're culling some fish, you can just mm-hmm. you can just lift this thing up, grab the fish you want, pull him out, put the other one in. I- Without having to reach in there and try to figure out which fish is the small one and, and get your hands on it. You sure can. I mean, it works good. And another thing, as far as tournament fishing, when you're going down the lake, them bass, they're hitting the walls. And it can hurt you, you know, that fish. 
going hitting them, hitting them waves and they're bouncing against the wall. This keeps them off the walls. They're not hitting against the walls and you know some of them dying there. And this, I think it, I think they stay live more lively in the net. And I'm looking at this picture on it. Is it made of like a? Uh, it's like you said. It's kind of got this noodle type on top. Yep. For the buoyancy, but is that a is that mesh like a net or is that more like a polymer? Yeah, it is. It's a plastic like polymer. Sure is. It's a just like a fishing, just like your regular fishing net. Uh-huh. Um, it's not a mesh. It's right. actually a, not more like a plastic. Sure is. It's Man, a, that is very cool. That is very cool. Uh, I've got some guys that I can think of right now that I'm gonna, uh, especially some of these crappie guys. They're gonna love this. But it ain't just for the crappie guys. I, surf fishing wade fishing oh you even got it listed down there i didn't even read that a while ago and i was i was talking about <laughs> wade fishing and didn't even see it listed there yep. <laughs> it is but it, it's got a lot a lot of different ways we can use it a lot of people nowadays they got all these uh docks on the lake i see it now people fishing from their docks and just pitch them in from the docks you know and just pitch them in so very cool product a- man very very cool product all right, so the second one, it looks like the second product that we're going to talk about, it looks like they named it after you. <laughs> it's a, not that it's there's not anything about you that's lazy. <laughs> it's, uh, that's what I accuse them of, but, you know, like Lazy Susan, how it spins around? Well, we come up with the Lazy Joe. It goes around the pedestal of your boat seat, and it's space that is never used. I mean, it's just it's valuable space, and I always say, when you're fishing and you break off, you got to leave your trolling motor, leave your seat, bass fishing, have to go back there, raise my lid, get my lures out, my boat's floating off. With the Lazy Joe, I never have to leave my trolling motor. If I'm throwing crankbaits that day, I got all my crankbaits up there. If I'm throwing shaky heads or top water, I, I got my baits up front with me with my pliers, my scissors, my hook remover, scent spray, or, you know, all it's designed to keep all this. It comes with three bait boxes which are designed, you know, going there that way. Everything's at hand's length. You never have to leave your seat. So it spins around, like I said, like Lazy Joe. You just reach down below your seat, spin it with your hand, it spins. I'm looking at the picture on here right now when you were describing it before that. I, you know, you, you kind of got to see this thing, guys, to, to appreciate what this is. It fits right down at the – it's on the bottom of your – I mean, it's it sits on the floor of your boat, and the pedestal of your seat goes through the middle of it. And then it's a holder. So instead of having to either put a bunch of tackle boxes up front with you uh, and all in the way of your feet and where you're walking while you're fishing or having to go back into the floor of your boat and, and, and get the tackle box out, get another lure or get your pliers or get your scent or scales or whatever it may be. It's literally, you can take what you're fishing with that day, those top two or three things or three or four or five things and, uh, and, and put them in these boxes and they're right there, literally at your feet. Yep. Your scent spray, it's right there handy. You can have any drink there, just whatever you want to use there. And, uh, but it's designed, I'll tell people to use it. And cause they, they always ask me, does your feet hit it? Well, I'll say, my buddies, I say, use it and see if it, see how many times you touch in a day fishing. And I, I was telling you, I already had one guy. He was like, I, tu- I touched it with my feet two times all day. But how it's designed, it goes in. And yeah. that's just part of the patent, how we made it work where it wouldn't hit your feet. You know, it stays out of the way. But that is so valuable of a deck space up there. I mean, that boat, every inch counts on that boat. 
Absolutely. And, uh, but that space that's never that space that's never been used. It's got holes drilled. Every every pocket's got holes drilled and a drain hose that goes out the bottom. That way it doesn't set in there for water. Never holds water. It's it's adjustable. It's got a insert for the larger uh, pedestals. Right. So it's got an insert if you got a smaller one or a larger one. And uh, you know, like I said, we got a lot of a lot of time in it trying to get it right. And well, another thing, if I'm another thing, let me tell you this. Let me tell you, another thing is that a question I get a lot of, does it stay in there going down the lake? And That's what I was going to ask the river? That's exactly where I was going. Yeah, I've got videos, and I'm trying to make it come out. On the Tennessee River, going up there on a windy day, and those big whales trying to bust stuff out. And how we got them designed, they actually hit against themselves before they come out. So I never, I never even take my stuff out going down the lake or going down the road behind our boat here at the office. So. So I mean, you just leave it's you leave the stuff in there, and you just drive down the road sixty five miles an hour to the boat landing, and yep. it and, and it's gonna stay right there. It holds it that good. Yep, yep it does. I mean, it's it's, amazing. it's really amazing how it stays in there. So, but it's just it's just handy, and it's such valuable deck space. Is what I, I think is just real. Nothing's never there. Sometimes you know people have the pliers around their pedestals sure. or something like that. But now you got, you got your whole you have your tackle box full of day. Full. If, we, if I'm throwing crank baits, I can have my deep run ones in there, my shallow. You know, I can have different crank baits. Uh, just whatever you need. That's all there is to it. Yeah, that's a great man. Those are two. Those are both just fabulous products, and it's 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 they're two products that you look at and you just sit there and go, I can't believe somebody ain't already done this. I know. I mean, it's so it when you I see know. it, it just makes sense. And I, I'm just tickled. And we got some other things coming down the pipe that I'm excited about. And this fishing market is totally different. I mean, we, we all fish, but it's it's year-round. I mean, our hunting, we do, like I said, safety harnesses, that hunter safety system. We have just a little, most of our, our customers all have to hunt out of a tree, basically. Yeah. And with the fishing market, it's a it's a worldwide. I mean, it's it, everybody fishes from the bank. You know, you don't have to have a boat to have a live well buddy. It's just... It's, it's very cool. And I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited. Well, the one thing that we have all, and we talk about it on the show all the time, Joe, is bad and as negative as COVID has been to our daily lives. And, and, and it looks like it's fixing to get, uh, we're fixing to have to deal with it again. And, and, and uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that they keep my freaking kids at school. I don't want them back okay. here, Joe. I can't teach them. I know exactly. <laughs> I, exactly. My wife's a teacher, and buddy, I'm proud of the teachers out there. They do I am job. too. I am too. But they need to be in front of the teachers because I can tell you, I got exactly. uh, my, I got one that's going into his senior year. So his whole last year, his junior year, was spent virtual learning. Right. I can assure you that he did not learn one thing his entire junior year of high school. It was just a wasted year uh, because these kids, these kids are smart. They got it figured out. At least mine. I can teach my girls know how to shoot a bow or how to fish, but but I'm not a I'm not a teacher. No, they need to be in the classroom. They need to be in the classroom. I uh, they do. And so anyway, with all the negatives that we've seen with COVID, the one thing that we have seen come out of it is there's more people fishing than ever fish ever 
probably. Uh, there's so many because it's changed the way we work. Uh, it's changed going into the office. People can work mobile. They can work from home. And it's just created time for people to be able to get on the water. And so what a great time for you guys to be entering with these products. Yes, sir. Hey, did I hear you mention the Auburn guys are about to come on? You going to talk to them? Yeah, today? yeah. Hey, they seem like every time I go out on Smith Lake, I see that Auburn boat up here. <laughs> Do you really? They like, yeah, I see, I see that Auburn boat up here at Smith Lake a lot. Man, I'm gonna tell you what, and uh, and and we'll get th- these guys have have had an incredible year that team has, and uh, I'm excited to talk to talk to them in a minute. But yeah, they man, it, I mean, how about this college fishing and high school fishing, Joe? If me and you would have had this stuff growing up, man, we'd have know. That's all we'd have done. What, what, what kind of that would have been the best scholarship to ever get, <laughs> right? Us, wouldn't it? Oh, oh man, I, I tell awesome. people all the time if they'd have had a fishing. If I'd have had a fishing team at Auburn, I'd have never played baseball. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. I'd have been part of the fishing team. Well, man, this is exciting. Uh, I know you guys. Uh, when did y'all launch? This year. We showed at ICAST. So we're just now getting them out, and uh, we're going to be trying to get them in the dealer's hands and get them on the market for everybody. Heck yeah, man. Well, y'all know how to market this stuff. Y'all have done so well with this hunter safety system, and, and I know y'all do well with this. And And, hey, guys, look you're listening go on there and check out anglersbest.com look at these products i know you're gonna like them and this is an alabama-based company these are these are our people that uh have put this have built a, a company that has i guarantee you has saved lives on the on the on the hunting side but now they're they've got these products that are making our our time on the water more enjoyable and that's really what it's all about at the end of the day right joe yes sir serious. Every day on the every day on the water is good. I gotta say, <laughs> every day on the water is a good day. Well, these products are just gonna make it better. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. You know, I want to ask you about what y'all got planned for in the future. But uh, you got all these trade secrets. I know y'all gonna be closed mouth a little bit on that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like I said, I'm excited of what we got coming down the line. You know, uh, it's, it's gonna be interesting and just excited. Sure enough, good stuff, man. Well, hey, look, we appreciate you being on. That's the best for right now. If somebody wants to look at these products, it, y'all got a Facebook page uh, or, or is, do we just need to go to yep. anglersbest.com yeah, right now? Ang- ang- yeah. Anglersbest.com. Uh, that'll work. You can follow us, you know, on Instagram or Facebook, whatever. But uh, yeah, anglersbest.com. we got some videos up there and they're welcome. Give me a call here at the office and I'll talk to anybody. And if I can help anybody out, I'll be more than glad to. Good stuff, Joe. Man, we appreciate it. And, uh, hey, I look forward to having you back on again soon, man. We need to jump back on and talk more about these products. And if hey, nothing else, get Joe, a fishing report did, from you. I was going to say, we'll, we'll get a live fishing report. I'm always ready to go fishing. Drop the hat. So you just let me know. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Well, I look forward to it. Joe, thank you, man. And uh, y'all go check out anglersbest.com. Look at these products. And let's support this Alabama company. And, uh, hey, look forward to it. Talking to you again soon, my friend. All right, buddy. Appreciate you, Brian. Have a great day, buddy. Yes, sir. You too. All right, guys. Let's take just a minute and hear from one of our awesome sponsors. SunSouth, from outdoors equipment, parts, services, accessories, SunSouth has you covered. Own the best for less. Visit SunSouth or SunSouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. SunSouth, for those that do. 
Man, that was an awesome segment. Loved having Joe on here. But I'm also excited about our second segment of the day. We've got someone, another Tennessee angler, Tennessee River angler. Uh, I say Tennessee angler. He's from Alabama, fishing Pickwick and all up in that area. But I'm looking forward to having this guy on, Ty Cox. Ty, how are you, my friend? Good. How are y'all today? Man, we're doing good, buddy. Appreciate you taking the time to get on. And and like I said, I've been been looking forward to having you on the show. Man, I know you catch a lot of fish up there, and 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 we want to hear we want to hear what the fish are doing. So let's start off with where you've been fishing. I think you'd mentioned Pickwick a few times. Is that where you you mm-hmm. mainly do your guiding yeah. out of and fishing? Yeah, mainly mainly out of Pickwick. Um, I also do uh, another smaller lake in North on the north mississippi alabama line um bay springs it's on the 10 tom waterway um but yes yeah, mainly pitwick do some crappie trips at bay springs but mainly far as bass pitwick everybody wants to go to pitwick you know what i'm saying absolutely man well it's been probably i've said it on here a bunch throughout this year i don't know that there's been a hotter lake in the state than than pitwick this year it's definitely been good and it seems like it's getting better every year we uh we're definitely blessed with what we have that's for sure it has been a tremendous fishery the last couple of years yeah no doubt about it well what are the fish doing right now are you are you still concentrating on uh some some schooling fish in deep water or uh what, what are they doing i tell people it's kind of like they're starting to be in that transition you know i mean i've obviously it's hot and you know there's still some schools out deep but man we're we're starting to catch a lot of fish more shallower now especially around the grass and that's what we've been doing we've been fishing you know starting off in the grass with top water in the first thing in the morning then throwing some plastics or chatter baits in it and then on up in the day when they start pulling a little bit of current we'll go out and fish the deep poles and all that so actually you know we're we're not sticking to just shallow or sticking to just deep we're actually me anyways i've been i've been doing pretty good in both hey that's that's good you know and and i've heard some people say this year that the that the uh, the offshore bite has has been a little different this year it's maybe not as prevalent as it's been in years past have you noticed that or did you still yeah yes uh that that is definitely true um in the years and it's different in in several different ways too um one thing this year is i've noticed a lot of schools has left a lot earlier this year you know what i'm saying like yep years past we would we would still be fishing mainly deep all the way through mid-september i mean they'd be big schools out there early fall it seems like this year about i'm gonna be honest about late late july first of august man a lot of these fish have started disappearing out and that's what made me go to the grass and start fishing the grass usually earlier than what i do in the year and uh and i i realize there's a bunch of fish in the grass and i, I do believe that they're starting to move up shallower earlier than they used to not sure why you know i mean we've always had grass but it is it's definitely it's definitely changed in the years past and also um it seems like the bite there's there was about three weeks this year that it was good i'm talking about like true tennessee ledge fishing good and then i mean it was tough sometimes you'd pull up on a spot and catch one or two fish and then you'd have to go to another spot you couldn't sit there and catch the numbers like you used to could and i'm sure fishing pressure has a lot to do with that but it's the the offshore bite has definitely been different this year i agree 
Well, and we've heard that it's not just, it's not just Pickwick. I mean, I've heard that literally everywhere in the state, except Eufaula. Eufaula is still, yeah. you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's such an incredible ledge fishing lake. And mm-hmm. it seems like it's, it has been again this year. But when you're talking Logan Martin, Gunnersville, you know, so many of our other lakes that we have around the state, the ledge fishing has just exactly what you said. It's like they left earlier and went back shallow. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody has an answer for why. I really don't. I mean, me, I spent talking to one of my buddies a couple of days ago. I bet we stayed on the phone 30 minutes just questioning each other, you know, what's going on. You know, I mean, and don't get me wrong, there's still schools of fish out deep, but it's it's not big schools. You know, 10, 12 fish, um, they get busted up easy. They're just, it's not it's not like it used to be. And I've, and the guy that I talked to, my buddy I was referring to, he, uh, he actually fishes Gunnersville a lot. And he said, man, we're having the same problem over here. He said, he said, there's, you'll go find a school one week and in two days, they'll disappear and they won't be back. Well, and, and we yeah, talked uh, about it on last week's show. You know, one, part of it is part of it may be pressure. You know, there's no, with all electronics, mm-hmm. as good as the electronics are these days, there's no secrets anymore. So people find these big schools and they load up on them and fish them hard all week and on the weekends. And, and these fish finally go, hey, you know what? This ain't really working out for us. We're going to go back up here in the grass. You're exactly right. That's what, uh, I told me and my dad was talking about the other day. They can, them fish can hide in that grass, you know. That's right. You can't graph around in that grass and see them like you can out there. So I do. I think that, I think that's got a lot to do with it. The fish ain't dumb, you know. They know when they're sitting out there and getting graphed over and seeing every bait they make. And then they go up there in that grass and they can hide, you know. They're not dumb creatures, that's for sure. No, absolutely. Well, let's, let's, so when you are finding fish on the ledges, uh, we'll just start there and work back in. Uh, how are you catching them? What is there? Is there one lure that seems or presentation that seems to be working out for you better than others? A couple of weeks ago, man, and like I said, being so hot and slow, we was having a drag. I mean, Carolina rig, drop shot, jig, you know, just your main dragging stuff. But I will say, in the past week or two, about the last week. It seems like the offshore bite has picked up a little bit, and they've got a little bit more aggressive for some reason. They started, they've started chasing a scrounger and like a spoon and stuff like that. So we have started catching some again on reaction baits. Awesome, very good. Um, and then back in, the, I think you said, you know, when you're in the mornings when you were fishing the grass, you were kind of starting off mm-hmm. with top water. We talking frogs, or we talking what? What are you using? Well, at Pickwick, the grass is not topped out just real well yet. I mean, it's there really ain't but about two or three places on the lake that it is topped out. So we've been using like a lot of whopper plopper spooks over the over the the grass is. I guess what I'm saying is right under the surface. So we're using a lot of light spooks and whopper ploppers, and we're not we're not getting many bites doing that first thing in the morning. But if you do get bit doing it, it's usually a big one. And about the first hour, hour and a half, we'll be doing top water, and uh, then we 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 will go to like the edge and uh, throw some chatter baits, throw some worms and stuff like that around the edge of it. What a fun way to fish, though, right? I mean, it's 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 awesome to to kind of when, and I'm sure mm-hmm. your clients enjoy it. 
too, because it's like, all right, guys, we, we're going to, we're going to fish about three different ways throughout this trip and we'll catch fish yeah, during all three of them. Yep. And that's, and that's what I tell a lot of people, you know, it's like, you're getting, you're getting all, every, you're getting every, everything you can possibly get in one trip. I mean, you're getting grass fishing, offshore fishing. I mean, you're getting the whole deal. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I like doing trips that way, you know, that way there's always, you know, it seems like in the he in the best part of ledge fishing, you know, you're just strictly fishing out deep, and you know, in the spring, you know, you're strictly up shallow. So I like it this time of year where you can move around and fish all kind of different ways and catch fish. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a fun. It's mm-hmm. a fun time uh, when you can do when you can do like you said, two or three different things throughout the day, and and uh, and catch mm-hmm. fish doing all of them. Uh, and it sounds like you're still catching fish. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I mean, the fish is, and some days are better than others. I mean, it's that time of the year. Yeah, the fishing has been tough, but I mean, there's still, there's still, I mean, there's still fish to be caught. Uh, it seems like the the size has went down in the past couple of weeks. I mean, some, you know, they're mainly two to three pounders. Um, every now and then you'll run into a four or five pounder, but but the fishing it's been tough. But yeah, they're still they're. It's like I said, it's, and I tell people all the time, it's the Tennessee River. They're going to be biting somewhere on it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's good stuff, man. Well, look, if somebody was coming up there to Pickwick and going to fish this weekend, what tip would you give them? What would your tip of the day be? Um, my tip of the day would definitely be don't get caught up in trying to fish quick. Um like I said, it's hot outside. The fish are not aggressive. And a perfect example of this is we was fishing down a grass line a few days ago, throwing chatterbaits, and we did not get a single bite down it. And, I mean, we went down a pretty good several hundred-yard stretch. And I turned around and went right down the same stretch with a worm, just slowed down with that worm, and I think we caught seven or eight fish down it. So, definitely don't get caught up in trying to fish too fast because right now the fish is not aggressive and sometimes you you got to slow down and give them that easy meal as i call it that's right man yeah everything everything including us and that heat and uh in this hot time of the year gets a little bit lethargic Mm -hmm. it seems like so uh, yes you're exactly correct that's it so hey great tip well Ty, man, I, like I said, I appreciate you jumping on and, and, and definitely look forward to having you on here more. But before we let you go, if somebody wants to contact you, book a fish fishing trip with you, what's the best way for them to get up with you? Probably the best way to get up with me is either through Facebook or my cell phone. My family, we also run and operate a fishing rod company as well. So a lot of times I'm in the rod shop working when I'm not fishing. And uh, I always have my phone on me, so usually call or text message, and my cell phone number is 662-891-0104, or also my Facebook page will be First Spot Outdoors. You can always message me on there, and I'll get I'll get in touch with you, you know, very quick. And you said First Spot Outdoors? First Flight. First Flight. First Flight Outdoors. Cool. Well, before before I let you run, tell me about your rod company real quick. So we, uh, me and my family, we have owned and operated uh, hammer fishing rods for I think this will be ten years now. That's what that's what I started out doing, and 
it's been fun. Um, we we make we're proud Amer- a proud American made product. We roll and stamp our own blanks, uh, all hand built. So nice. Yeah, we take very much pride in that. Yes, sir. Um, that's what that's how, sort of how I got into guiding. Is I, we had the rod company or have the rod company, and I high school and college fish. When I got out of college, I, I told I made a joke about it the other day with somebody. I said I liked school so much, I decided to go to captain school and get my guiding license. There you I go. I got out of college, so, <laughs> so I couldn't get away from the school. So, and that's how I guess that's how I started guiding. You know, is just living living up at Pickwick doing that. And when I got out of college, I said, "Man," and uh, which I'm buddies with, you know, David Allen and. Uh, he uh, sort of helped me get into it, so it's sure. been it's been fun. That's for sure. I, what is I really uh, enjoy it. Where did where did you go to college and fish? Uh, I went to Blue Mountain Blue Mountain College. It's a little uh, it's a little small private college in North Mississippi. Where at North Mississippi is it? What town's it near? Yeah, well, the little town is actually Blue Mountain, but it would be probably the closest bigger town that somebody would recognize is probably Corinth. It would be about thirty minutes. Probably about 30 minutes west of Corinth. Yeah, I got you. Well, I'm, uh, I'm familiar with just, all that area. I lived in Mississippi yeah, most just, of my adult just, life. So. Yeah, yeah, it's just south of Ripley. Isn't it amazing how, and this is totally off subject, but isn't it amazing how when, when you look at Alabama and then you look at Mississippi right next to it, there's really not a lot of water in Mississippi. You got some. You got the Mississippi River. You got some. Uh, you got Grenada. Uh, a few of those Lake Sardis and, and the reservoir, but you don't have like these monster lakes uh, no, and no, fisheries like we yeah. have in Alabama. You're exactly right. You got uh, you got the Corps of Engineers reservoirs like you saw about Sardis and Grenada. You got the Mississippi portion of Pitwick, and um, you got the Ten Tom Waterway. That's about it. That's about That's it. Besides a few <laughs> really little small state lakes here and there. Not a lot yeah, of water in Mississippi. Are, it's really not. You're exactly right about that. Well, you at the place you need to be up around on that Tennessee River, that's for sure. So, uh, oh, yeah. hey, what's the what's the website for the Hammer Rods? Uh, com. Man, that's good stuff. I'm going to go in there and check them out myself. Well, Ty, man, well, we I appreciate you appreciate being it. on. Yeah, absolutely. And appreciate your report. Mm-hmm. And I uh, look forward to having you back on again soon, buddy. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good day. All right, man. Take care. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. That wraps up another great segment. Y'all take a minute to check out some of the businesses that keep this show free. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. They love trade-ins, which provide a steady stream of used boats. They can rig your boat at their 18-bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Brooks Island. They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. All right, guys, that was a great segment. Appreciate Ty getting on this segment three today. I've been looking forward to this segment all week. As a Auburn guy, I'm extremely excited about it myself, and I know this guest, Jake Maddox, is 
definitely excited about it because he was part of the winning team. But I don't want to spoil it too much, so I'm going to let Jake jump in. Jake, what's going on, my friend? What's going on? How are you? I'm doing good, buddy, doing good. From what I understand, you guys you need to be on cloud nine still riding high. Oh, uh, that would be my teammates. They they caught him for sure. I had finished, you know, not so not so hot in that one, right in the middle of the pack. But really proud of my teammates. They were able to, uh, you know, two top tens, two guys in top tens. I think we had a guy that finished sixth and a guy that finished third. And he guys that finished third would be Connor Crosby and uh, James Cobbs. They punched their ticket to the Bassmaster Classic college bracket. So they'll be fishing against three other guys. And uh, you know how the bracket works is basically your top three teams along with your AOI winners, which would also be Tucker and Logan Parks, who are on the Auburn team. So basically the bracket is a 1v1 type tournament against a person from another school, and the winner of that gets an invitation to the Bassmaster Classic at Lake Hartwell in the, in the spring. So really proud of my buddies. Heck they yeah. caught them for sure. They yeah, caught them now, for sure. And they won. Now, didn't – did the – all right, so – and I'm not – so did Auburn win the team like national championship? No, we Adrian won the national championship. Logan Parks and, and Tucker Smith they won uh, TOI Team of the Year for Auburn for the entire Bassmaster um, College Series. They won AOI. So you know, I think they didn't have a they didn't finish tournaments lower than the top ten um, oh, for four tournaments in a row. So I mean, they straight up smoked them. They fished a really clean season they fished a really well season really proud of those guys so yeah really really proud of those guys heck yeah man that's awesome man well that was up at uh where where were y'all at on the tournament where was the championship the st lawrence river so yeah this was small mouth this was all small mouth i was a kind of a dummy and i went and caught some large mouth during the middle of the tournament because i needed something to survive on but yeah but yeah definitely a small mouth tournament yeah, man. Well, it sounds like those guys got on them for sure. And man, they just did. they did. What an, I mean, Auburn just. I mean, it was an exciting year all the way around for you guys. I mean, y'all had some drama early in the year, to say the least. We did, and uh, recovered from that, but ended up having just a tremendous season all the way around. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. We had, you know, like I said, Logan and Tucker. They, you know, won the AOI, and then you know we had several good tournaments, and my team. You know, several of my other teammates had top tens, and, you know, it was just a really good season for us. We sent a lot of boats to each tournament. So we sent 11 teams to the championships. And so the, the way the championship works is, like, each team has to qualify. So we sent as many teams as we could to each tournament. And that was a lovely thing that we had with Auburn. There's a lot of other schools, you know, that have a coach or have, you know, limited funding. They have – they only send their top guys to each tournament. And the way Auburn works is, you know, we're 100% student run. We don't have a coach. We, you know, raise the money through sponsorships, through our boat wraps, so that we can send as many people as we want to these tournaments. The beauty of it, like what I was saying earlier, is the guys, James Cobbs and Connor Crosby, they're great fishermen. And we had qualifiers in the, in the fall, you know, to kind of determine who got to fish what, or not who got to fish what, but who, if there was like a special invite tournament, mm -hmm. we would send our top guys or like our sponsorship stuff for product with those guys would get the product first. But that being said, we had, we have 98 guys on our team and 40 boats in each of the qualifiers. The guys, Connor Crosby and uh, James Cobbs, you know, they struggled in the fall in the tournaments, but 
if they were at a different school, they would never got the chance to even go to the qualifier tournaments through Bassmaster to even qualify for the championship. Right. So that's that's the beauty, and and they end up finishing third in the national championship. So you know, a guy that struggles in the fall may not catch, you know, may smash him in the spring. So that was the beauty is like a lot of the other schools, they didn't get that opportunity. A lot of good fishermen would be sitting on the sidelines and that's just not what we wanted to do. So really proud of my guys for getting out there and catching them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, do most college, I mean, so many colleges have fishing teams now and and it's awesome to see, do most of them do it the way you guys do it or most of them coaches and, most of them are with the coaches. They're um, coaches like, oh, we'll have, you know, each person needs to raise this amount of money, so on and so forth. And they'll send, you know, we'll have qualifiers, see who their top guys are, and they'll send those guys to just those tournaments because they want stuff to work like that. Or, like, they'll even, like, partner, like, oh, hey, you're good at shallow water fishing. You're good at deep water fishing. Let's pair you guys together, you know, and have y'all fish in the spring. Which, I mean, on paper sounds like a good idea, but then you got these guys that just don't have good chemistry together and they fight in the boat. We want it to be you. We're going to let you do your own thing, and you're going to see what works for you. If you don't have a boat, no problem. That's the reason we have qualifiers is you can kind of figure out who you want to fish with. And our, our team is very, I guess, like more like a family than it is anything else. They're a fraternity where, you know, like we learn stuff from each other, like, there's not one guy that we can say is like, that's the best fisherman on the team. Everyone's good and everyone learns something from somebody. So that's the beauty with our, our team. And I'm really, you know, proud to be on that team. I had some things happen. I, we haven't talked about on the show job wise. I won't be able to fish for Auburn next year just cause I'm not going to be able to take this, the right amount of credits. But um, I started a new job with uh, being a, basically a merchandise, for Shimano G. Loomis being like sort of like a rep for like merchandising their product in a lot of different stores. And so I'll be fishing the Bassmaster Opens in the in the spring. But definitely going to be still be part of like the team, you know, as that, as that aspect goes. But I won't be able to compete for Auburn, right. unfortunately. Right. So you will be selling those products into the stores or kind of yeah, like a, a so rep for them? Sort of like a rep, but it's more like the merchandising type stuff. So I'll be driving around a rap wrapped van we call it the tech wagon and it's just going to be showing off all the new products from shimano and g loomis um we got some cool stuff coming out from shimano that you guys won't want to miss some new baits actually heck yeah man well that sounds awesome congratulations to you on uh, on the new the new gig there uh, thank you that, thank you yeah that'll be right up your alley yeah yeah i like talking about baits with people and i like to fish and they said you know long as i'm able to do my job correctly i'll be able to fish as much as i want in any of those big tournaments so you get thrown in the fire with that but excited for it but that because of that you take you're taking less hours at auburn for for your next year and you have to and you you obviously have to be what they consider a full-time student to be right so i'll still be still be taking some classes and everything like that getting my degree but just because I won't be a full-time student, just because some of the classes I need are not offered online, and because I'm going to be traveling a lot for my job, I won't be able to take a full 12 hours at some times. Like right now, sure. I'm a full-time student, but when I when it comes to the spring, I won't be I won't be full-time. So, well, what's your what's we'll your major? What's your major? Public rela- public relations. 
I, I don't know why I would have so, guessed that. I knew it was going to be something around, something in that ballpark. They call it a pro fishing degree. A pro fishing degree. I love it, man. That's great. Hey, that's uh, that's yes, a perfect. Sir. One. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, yes, hey, sir. let's yes, let's sir. talk let's talk fishing in Alabama just a little while. And and first of all, man, can, you know, congratulations to the whole Auburn fishing team. Exciting time and and had an exciting finish up there at the national championship, for sure. Uh, being able to lift lift some trophies is always great. Let's bring it back home just a minute and, and talk about the uh, – I know you fish a lot on a lot of the lakes around, but you fished Coosa and the Tallapoosa River system uh, a pretty good bit. So what what are the fish doing there right now? You know, we're really in that late fall – or late or early fall, late summer transition is what we're at. But it's super hot out. The water temperature is super hot. So the oxygen levels in the lake are really low. So what that means is the fish are going to try to find as much oxygen as they can. So that means a lot of the fish will start to move back shallow, um, and a lot of them will kind of suspend over that thermocline in deep water. So some of the things I like to look for is, um, like, offshore is just vertical cover. So a bridge piling, you know, where it may be 100 feet deep on the, on the bridge piling, but the fish are suspended in 25 feet. You know, forward-spacing sonar makes that a lot easier. You know, you can pick those fish off with, you know, the Garmin or the Mega Live or the Active Target, whatever you have, you know, it helps to have that stuff, but you don't have to have that. A lot of times I'll, before that technology was even available, I would just, you know, use my 2D sonar and I would start to see what the fish, what the depth of fish were looking, you know, were sitting in. And I would try to count my bait down to that depth and wind it back. Some of the baits that I've been using, just a very small swim bait, a little three inch swim bait, and a small flutter spoon or a jigging spoon. So that's what's been kind of good on those vertical, deeper fish. Mm-hmm. And then as far as shallow fish goes, those fish are keying on on really small bait. Shallow fish and deep fish are both keying in on small bait. So what I like to do is I like this time of year, I like to throw the spinner baits that have multiple blades on them that have the smaller blades. Bouillol makes a good one. I think they have like four or five small blades on it. That's a killer. And then sometimes I'll even like fishing grass, I'll have a Cinco with the uh, hitchhiker blade on the back. It just imitates a small little bait fish in the grass. So whatever I'm fishing, I'm just making sure I'm around that small bait, deep and shallow. Right. Well, have you seen, you know, and, and we talked about it in our last segment uh, up in with, with um, a guide up in, in Pickwick, and, and I've heard this on, on our last several reports, uh, and I was just going to see if you had any insight on it. It seems like the fish, the ledge fish, have moved in a lot sooner this year than, than they have in years past. Have you noticed that as well? And if so, what do you think costs it? I think it's not like it depends on the lake. And I think it just depends like on the situation. I think the, those lakes that he's talking about that are ledge oriented lakes. Yeah, they're moving back because of how much pressure they've been getting. They're starting to move up shallower and the shallower ledges or get shallow on the bank. It's because they've got so much pressure, but like vice versa on a lake that, you know, they should be shallow. They might start moving deep, and it's just it's just the fishing pressure. They are just moving to different structure just because a fish is a bass is going to adapt to its natural habitat. And if it gets keep on you know getting a crankbait thrown on its head, he's going to learn very quickly not to bite a crankbait anymore. Same and like you know 
same thing with a lot of other baits. And then it's, you know, constantly, constantly seeing more and more baits every single day. Those fish are not going to be wanting, want to get bothered by those baits and they're going to, they're going to move. They're, they're going to show that, you know, like, that, Hey, this is not ideal habitat for me. I'm going to go and move somewhere else. And that's all they do. I was listening to another podcast with Mike Iconell and he was talking about his recent finish on Lake Onana. I think he had a top 10. He said he fished the worst looking stuff he possibly could because everyone else was fishing the good looking stuff. Right. And, got, and he found, and he said he found the fish that he thought he could win. He didn't win that tournament, but he was able to get a top 10 finish. So, well, you know, like I said in the, in the show a while ago, in the segment before you, it, it's it's no secrets with our electronics that we have now. There's no secrets left anymore with these ledge fish. So uh, if they're out there, people find them, and they get a lot more pressure than they've gotten in years past. Uh, and oh, and yeah. it makes total sense that they just finally go, you know what? We can move them back up into the grass where we can hide a little bit. So very good, very insightful stuff. Um, oh yeah for sure that's 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 the crazy thing about fishing there's not only do we stop you know we never stop learning but the fish never start stop adapting to the way we fish so that's why it makes it the ultimate game no one can ever be the you know the best fisherman in the world someone's gonna have you know you're gonna have to learn how to change to be able to be successful on and off the water that's right absolutely well said well look if um you know i can't let you get off of here without a tip of the week so if somebody's coming and fishing the the coosa talapusa system uh this weekend what would your tip be i would look for um uh, you know just to catch numbers and for good solid fish is i'd run to the backs of the creeks and just look until i seen the bait saw the bait um i'd start in the back and then work my way out of the creeks because sometimes they'll get further back in the creek a lot sooner than a lot of people think well uh, on that note when you're when you go to the back of that creek and you're looking you know like you said follow the bait what are you looking for are you looking for actually the bait you can you know obviously you see them on top of the water i mean is there particular things you're looking for when you're looking for the bait so this time of year we're talking like in the fall we're mostly talking about shad so low light conditions like late in the morning or early in the morning, late in the afternoon or, you know, cloudy days, I'll be able, actually able to see them kind of flickering and stuff. On sunny days, however, or like, you know, middle of the afternoon, what I'll do is I'll kind of like drive my boat to the back of the creek and then I'll just idle the creek channel. And I'll, this is a lot of time where I actually use the old 2D sonar rather than down imaging or side imaging. I'll still have that stuff on, but I'm really paying attention to that 2D sonar, just kind of looking for the, you know, the bait balls, looking for the bait, you know, you know, any activity whatsoever. And that's what really keys me in. And once I find one bait ball and determine what part of the creek they're in, dude, you can look at the, the entire lake like that and figure out what creeks and stuff, you know, like if I caught them in the back of this creek or saw the bait in the back of the creek, go to the back of the creek in the next one. And, you know, a lot of times that's how you break down water really quickly in the fall. Man, that is, dude, that is a great tip. Uh, that is a great tip. And so thank you for that. Like always, great to have you on here. Appreciate it. Congratulations on the new, the new gig, man. I know you're going to do extremely well at that. Now you're going to keep thank catching you, fish and, and do well at that. So man, we look forward to having you back on again soon, Jake. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to get in the boat with you sometime soon, man. We need to do that. We keep saying that, but we really, really need to do that. We need to. We need to. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you just let me know when you got a spot in a boat. 
Well, hold on. Let me, yes, let me think about this. Let's let it cool off just a little bit more, and then you let me know when okay. you got a spot in the boat. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let me let me find a spot to bite and let them let it cool off. So there we go, man. That I'm sounds good. good. All right, Jake. Talk to you sounds later, buddy. Good. Sounds good. See ya. Bye. All right. See ya. Well, that's another awesome report and uh, brought to you by one of our awesome sponsors. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com, and these guys know what they're doing when it comes to managing ponds and lakes. So uh, if that's what you need, reach out to them. All right, folks, that is going to wrap up this week's show. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, drop us a review wherever you listen to it. If you would like us to email you the show, we'll do that each and every week. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767, and we will email you the show each and every week. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, stay safe on the water. Look forward to talking to you again next week. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by SunSouth. If your to-do list requires work on the land, come see us at SunSouth. We listen to your needs so you get the right equipment and the right implements at a price you can afford. For John Deere equipment sales, parts, and service, come see us at SunSouth. Equipment for those that do. And brought to you by Photonist Defense. PD Pro Ultralight Ultra Compact Night Vision Systems. Simply the best in-class night vision system ever built. Contact us at PhotonistDefense.com to learn more. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at GreatDaysOutdoors.com. And by BM Pole Company is more than just panfish. Check out their Sam Super Salt series designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish at bnmpoles.com. And brought to you by Bucks Island is a family owned and operated business since 1948. At bucksislands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. Give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Just give me a call at 601-383-2344.